driving out tonight, I hear that there was a lot of traffic. Oh <laughs> Tolly went on a Thursday. Sorry, but I appreciate you guys are here. So once again, I am Jen Candy. I am your host for tonight. My father was the late, great John Candy, who is no stranger to Second City. Now tonight's guest, I'm very excited about a very talented actor who was one of the founding members of the Groundlings. He was at a cult classic called The Phantom of the Paradise. You would have seen him in Gremlins 2 and many, many other fun stuff. So before I bring out the very, very talented Archie Han, Han whew, sorry, uh, let's take a look at a clip of um, Archie in The Phantom of Paradise showing off his musical pipes. <laughs> Started singing when he was five Never knew his father and mother Didn't bother to catch his last name Fast as he came He wow. was laughing My pleasure. Now, I asked all my guests what their favorite candy is, and you said multiple things. Uh, John. <laughs> Which John is was my favorite candy. <laughs> he, is, he is my favorite candy, too. But you also said oh, Baker's actually, Chocolate? Baker's Chocolate. <laughs> it's cheaper. It is cheaper. <laughs> you can use it for baking and then snacking yeah. on as well. Yes. And then you also said Mr. Good Bar, because they're, why? Because yes. they're bite-sized? Well, yeah. And they, they have nuts. I'm a big nut. Big nut. So I, I, I like nuts. So this is this is good stuff. And they've got everything in it. So there, yeah. you can help yourself throughout the show if you like, or you know, baker's chocolate, whatever. Oh, not these days. <laughs> but that's why I got the mini size. So they're like they're pint size. Great. Now. Is this water? This well, maybe. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's water. It's water. <laughs> okay. What's your full name? Charles Archie Hahn III. Mm. However, I just discovered about four years ago that my grandfather uh, was actually Charles Archibald Hahn Sr. Now, because I'm the third, that actually means I'm Charles Archibald Hahn III. I didn't realize that until about four years ago. That you are the third? No. That I, you're... That my middle name is actually Archibald. Oh, wow. I always thought I was Archie because my dad is Archie. But if the senior is Archibald, doesn't that make the third an Archibald as well? It's, I would think so. I need an answer. Someone. Yeah. This is audience participation, so please feel free. And what was your grandfather's name? Charles Archibald Hahn Sr. Now, is there anything special that he accomplished in his life that you'd oh, yes, like to Yes, actually, uh, yes. He was uh, an Olympic sprinter, and uh, he won the 60, the 100, and the 200-meter dash 
in the 1904 Olympics that, went, that were held in uh, St. Louis, the St. Louis Games. Wow. He also. I have a photo of, I think. Oh, yeah, there he is. There. Fastest he, man alive in the Olympics? Yes. He was also known as the Milwaukee Meteor. Um, and uh, he did, uh, they had an invitational um, um, Olympics in Athens to celebrate the original Olympics, and that was in 1906, and they had done away with the 60 and the 200, but he won the 100-meter dash there as well, and he got gold medals in all four events. So, and each of the grandsons got a medal. I, I happened to have the medal for the 60-meter dash, oh, wow. which I was always disappointed about because I thought the 100... The 100 meter was, you know, more popular. But then I realized they don't run the 60 meter dash any longer, so I have the only medal that was awarded oh, for wow. that, that event. Thank you. That's Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> so he was, he was quite an athlete, and my, my dad was a pretty good athlete, too. He was a boxer and undefeated when he boxed. And uh, so it came down to me to have an athletic say, yeah. skill. And I can sort and fold laundry faster than anyone in the family. Woo-hoo! That's a good skill to have. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, Archie, you were drafted in Vietnam War and then went into the military, but then you got into comedy. Did you always want to be an actor? Wow, there's a leap. I know, right? <laughs> Gotta get the show going. Uh, yes, I got drafted, uh, but uh, to avoid um, getting inducted, I joined um, um, a National Guard outfit, a MASH outfit. Okay. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Hi, welcome. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Um, um, And in the course of that, uh, you go through basic training in AIT, advanced individual training. And in in all those cases, I was putting on shows for the guys, and they were very successful. And I used that on my resume when I came out to California that I had produced shows while I was in the service. (laughs) Yeah, they went right to that. Oh, he's got experience. Good. (laughs) You were one of the founding members of the Groundlings. How did that group come about? Um, Actually, I was invited to a workshop that Gary Austin had to... At that time, I was working a lot, and he thought... um, my familiarity uh, would give credence to the class. So I came and uh, sat in on the class, and I enjoyed what I saw, and I liked the people in the class, and I started coming every week. And over time, we kind of formed a partnership. And um, uh, one of my dreams was to uh, create a company very much like Second City. And I thought, well, here's a a collaboration that might work. Uh, Gary would do all the teaching and whatnot, and I would uh, field everything else. And that happened to be finding a place to um, have a home, and that eventually turned out to be the Groundlings Theater, which is on Melrose Avenue. Um, I I was going to say, and I heard that you literally helped build that theater. Yeah, it was originally a Carolina Pines restaurant, and I had seen it many years ago, um, and I thought, wow, this would make a great theater. Now, come to pass four or five years later, uh, that that uh, building became available, and I redid the whole interior to house the Groundling Theater, which is a 99-seat theater. It's a great, it's a great space. I like it over there. It's gorgeous. Archie, you're a contractor, aren't you? Hey, I was then. <laughs> <laughs> do you yeah. still do any uh, freelance work here, here and there? 
for contracting? Well, to support myself over the years here, I was a handyman, and everybody that found out I was a handyman, a handyman is, is really a desirable uh, person to have in your life, I found out. <laughs> And there, there were little Jewish ladies around the neighborhood who would walk by my garage and see me working, and I must have worked for 15 or 16 different women who had apartment houses, and I was their handyman. So I worked more as a handyman than I did as an actor. <laughs> now, when you... So you were the one that physically signed the lease for the Groundlings Theater, and then right after you signed that lease, you, uh, what, you got asked to do something right after that. What was that? I got a call from Lauren uh, Michaels. Lauren Michaels? Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who said, uh, I want you and Lorraine Newman, who was also in the Groundlings Company, company at the time, um, he wanted myself and her to come and do a summer replacement show called Saturday Night Live. And I said, oh, Lauren, good God, you couldn't, the timing is horrible. I just signed a lease on a building. There are 40 people that are waiting for me to build this theater. I can't let them down. He said, how long will it take? I said, oh, probably three months, four months. He said, okay, well, it's a summer replacement show. We'll bring you up when it's um, open. Uh, it took four years to open it for a variety of reasons, and that opportunity came and went. And um, I found out that they replaced me with one of the writers, and they brought Chevy Chase up into my slot. <laughs> so, he didn't last long. <laughs> yeah, how about that? You well, very much like contractor work. It never, you, you say three months, and yeah. unfortunately, yeah. goes a little goes a little bit longer than that. You were also in a formative group, improv group called War Babies. Yes. Now I have a clip from War Babies. Um, I also oh I have a photo as well. Well, we can show that later. Um, I have a clip from War Babies now to set. That's about how long I was in the group. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say to set up the clip for you guys. Uh, it's a pure, it's an improv show, and they had just gotten a suggestion of opera and stutter. So here you go. short on the show and he had talked about how he had seen you in War Babies mm. and that that was one of his um, kind of pushes to get into improv. Oh, so I thought nice. that was that was always very very nice and I'm interesting. flattered. <laughs> so tell us about War Babies. He's big deal. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> tell us about War Babies. Uh, well it was a great group. I loved the way they worked because they uh, the actors that were in a scene would get up and take the suggestion and there would be no discussion. The lights would come down, and then you would start. 
that's real improv, and so you really have to listen. So it was a great exercise in listening, and they were all very talented people and made me look good. <laughs> well, you have a great voice, so... Well, thank you. <laughs> yes. When you've got a voice like that, you're, you're always going to be good. Now, speaking of, well, voice, um, musical, you were in a group um, called The Lemmings. Well, yeah, Lemmings was an off-Broadway show uh, uh, done by National Lampoon. And um, that's where I met uh, Chevy Chase originally. That's where I met John, Chris Guest. Yep. Um, and when they decided to split the company up, uh, Chevy and John went on the road, and I joined the company to stay at uh, the Village Gate, which is in Greenwich Village. Um, Yes, and I did that show. <laughs> How long did you do that show for? I, it seems like six or seven months. I, I forget. And did you play? Did you sing in it, or did you play an instrument? Sang in it, and I played the bass in it, uh, <laughs> such as it was. But I learned the bass part for a couple of songs and played bass. But the front part of the show is uh, a bunch of comedy skits, and the second half of the show is a spoof on Woodstock. And um, that's, <laughs> that's where... John Belushi did his uh, um, fam famous impression of Joe Cocker. Yeah, uh, he was <laughs> he was amazing. He was really it was I've seen it before, and there's clips of it on YouTube that you could find that are very yeah. funny. And then also listen. So being a part of that company was uh, quite an eye opener and a lot of fun, and um, I, that's how I wound up getting into. Um, Phantom of the Paradise. I was going to say that. Because Brian De Palma had come to see that show. And at that time, they were uh, trying to figure out who would play the rock group in the film. How many people have actually seen the film? Oh, yeah. Okay, two. Great. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, they were, they were hoping to cast uh, Shana Na, if anybody remembers yeah. that gang. Yep. But they're having a lot of problems with negotiating um, uh, their fees, fees, and so forth and so on. And it became um, more than Brian could deal with, and they were on a lower budget than Shanana expected. So that fell by the wayside. Um, Brian was in a conversation. Another actor that was in Lemmings with me was Peter Elbling, and Peter knew uh, Brian, and they had a conversation about this film, Phantom of the Paradise, and. Uh, Peter said, hey, we can put together a group, no problem. So uh, we met with Paul Williams, and he had, uh, he knew Jeffrey Commoner, who plays the other, the third member of the Juicy Fruits, and uh, that was the name of the rock group. Um, so uh, Paul brought us into the studio, and we each picked a song. Uh, I knew what song I wanted to do, Peter knew he, his song, and Jeffrey knew what he wanted to do. And we auditioned for Paul, and after we were done, Paul said, perfect. And Brian said, perfect. And they collaborated, and I'm pretty sure the conversation went, they don't have representation, they don't have agents. We can really fuck them over. We'll hire them. This will be great. Now, I have... Can I say fuck? You can say whatever you want. It's going on YouTube. But we have another, um, I have another part of this clip from the, that we showed earlier that I wanted to continue and show with you guys um, oh. to, to take a look at the, the rest. We'll remember you forever. 
something about that in that shot I wrapped the cord around and shoot myself with the microphone that was an homage to John um, uh, he used to do that in lemmings when when Joe Cocker was flat out he'd <laughs> shoot himself up with the microphone so th that's not original that's that's, that's John. an homage to, to, an to homage John Belushi to John Belushi I love it now fan um, Phantom of the Paradise is now a, like a cult classic, kind of very much like Rocky Horror Picture Show. And so, are there? Are, do you still participate in like showings of it? Uh, yes, on a yearly basis. On a yearly basis. In fact, coming up next, uh, I think it's a week from now. Uh, there's a, a big fan of the movie. His name is Ari, and um, he has compiled all of the old footage from oh, wow. the film. Uh, he has the most complete archive of everything Phantom of the Paradise you can imagine. Um, and he's put together the, the film the way it was supposed to be. Originally, they had to blot out a lot of things because they were contractually, um, there were other groups, for, for example, Swan, uh, okay. Swan Song couldn't be used because somebody else owned it. So they had to go through and meticulously scrub all of those scenes oh, wow. where those things appeared. And it wasn't done very well. They were shaky and it, it was awful. Now, there's uh, another um, music number that you do in there. Um, and this photo that oh, yeah. is here. Now, this was before KISS. Yeah, this is, uh, there was always a question about where KISS got the idea for their makeup. We had no idea that KISS existed. And this was our choice for this particular part of the film. Uh, we picked black and... What? Which one is the far left? I'm the yeah. Uh, with the the slash across. The, the, one with the, the one with the black and white makeup going like this. The power, the powerfully built, handsome one. Black, black, black lips. Black lips. <laughs> anyway, so that was our idea, and then later we discovered that uh, Kiss was doing this, and there was always a question about who came first. I think it was coincidental, actually. <laughs> well, I, I love that photo when I saw it. Yeah. Now, you also did a film called Brewster's Millions um, that my dad was also in, and yeah. Richard Pryor, that was directed by Walter Hill. Now, I understand that in the scene that you were in, you thought it could be funnier. So what did <laughs> you do? I, um, I expanded the scene. <laughs> and the way I accomplished it was... I don't know if you've worked on films, uh, occasionally they'll bring in changes to the script and they come in different colored pages. So you take out the old pages and you put in the new colored pages. I thought, ah, that's how I can introduce my scene <laughs> seamlessly without anyone realizing it. <laughs> so I, I, ex I expanded the scene and I put it on tangerine paper, I think. And, and I made a set for every actor, <laughs> and the and the script supervisor, and the director, and the star, Richard Pryor. Now I was able to get all of those sets to their location, except Richard. 
Yeah. Because he was in a trailer that was guarded by these enormous gentlemen. <laughs> and I, I approached the trailer and I said, is, uh, is Richard there? Uh, I, and they go, yeah, but he doesn't want to be disturbed. <laughs> well, um, could, could you give him something? He doesn't want to be disturbed. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so off I went. Um, knowing that Richard didn't have the changes. <laughs> but the cues going into the, my scene and coming out of my scene were the same. He, and I knew he knew those cues, but he wasn't aware of anything that was happening in between. So uh, I have, I have this, I have the clip. You have the clip. So when you're watching okay. the clip, look at Richard Pryor's face. Watch Richard Pryor's face because they, they, sh they shot the rehearsal, and, and you'll see what happens. Pony, whatever you want. This is the Arabian Desert, and it is as dry as a bone. It's a place where a glass of ice water can cost you as much as $5 a glass, sir. Now, up here, this is the North Pole. It's an ice flow, and floating randomly throughout this entire region of the North Atlantic are many, many icebergs, sir, and nobody owns them. They're PDIs. Public domain icebergs? I think you're beginning to recognize how very simple and pure this idea is. Now, what I would like to do is go to the North Pole, select a good-sized iceberg, and simply dig out a chamber from the rear end of it, drop in two 20,000-horsepower marine diesel engines, and sail... Ah! Brewstersburg, number one to Mecca. What do you think, sir? I don't know what to think. Hello? Yes? What? It went up? We'll sell it. Don't sell it. You buy it when it's like that. It's a great idea. What's your name? Luther. Luther. Listen, I'd like to bet on every long shot in every race, 50 to 1 and over, this week at Aqueduct. For the week, five, five. Oh, yeah, I can cover it. Great. How much would it take to get this off the ground? Oh, oh no, 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 no. This thing melts, and he knows it. We would experience a loss of only 18% through evaporation and melting on the entire trip. Hey, go what that means to all those thirsty Arab farmers. It's great. What thirsty Arab farmers? There aren't any. There just aren't any, because there's no farmers in the desert, Bonnie. <laughs> So in the, in the first part of that scene, you see Richard going, what? <laughs> you see that? And uh, uh, Walter Hill cut it at that point, and uh, uh, Richard says, what, 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 was, what was that? What was that? And he goes, what do you mean? I, I haven't heard those, I didn't see those words. Where'd those words come from? <laughs> and Walter goes, didn't you get the changes? <laughs> and he goes... And, and I'm, I'm off to the side going, there goes my SAG card. I'll never work again. It's all over. But uh, Richard says, no, I, I, didn't get, I didn't get any changes. And Walter says, well, here, take mine. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay, good. I was saved. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Now, you were also, we were talking a little bit backstage um, about another movie that you did called My, uh, my Favorite Year with Peter O'Toole. Um, yes. Now, <laughs> Peter and I together again. Together again. <laughs> Best buds. Now, how, how did uh, improvising make it into that film? Uh, oh, they came to see, uh, let's see, uh, War Babies. I was with War Babies then. And I think um, this was Richard's uh, first uh, directing experience. Uh, I, I just lost his last name. Benjamin. Thank you. Richard Benjamin's first directing thing. And he had come to see War Babies, and he thought, oh, 
And if anybody knows anything about um, my favorite year, it's basically the story of the Sid Caesar show, the show of shows. And they wanted to cast the group of actors that worked on that show. And uh, I sort of got cast in the Howie Morris role. Oh, there's a picture of us. Um, so they hired us. And there's a scene where uh, the Sid Caesar character pisses off the mafia. And the mafia breaks into the theater in the middle of a live show and starts to beat up people. <laughs> and, and, and so all pandemonium uh, breaks loose. And I play the role of a delivery guy who's coming up from some deli to uh, serve a, a meal. I make an entrance with these bags. And I, nothing is happening on stage that's been rehearsed. It's a, just everybody's kicking and fighting. <laughs> and so I didn't quite know what to do with myself. And it wasn't, uh, the scene wasn't focused on me anyway, but I decided to make my entrance. And just as I came in, someone got kicked in the shins and was, can I stand up? You can stand up. You can do whatever you'd like. <laughs> so I, I make my entrance, and someone just got kicked, and I'm going... I start bouncing around, <laughs> and, there, and, there, and there's a stuntman standing there, and I, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> anyway, if you've seen the movie, you remember that scene. Now, uh, Richard called uh, cut, and he said, what's, what's everybody, and the crew was laughing. He said, what, what is everybody laughing at? And <laughs> <laughs> Boom guy says, Archie, that's what Archie's doing. <laughs> and he goes, what's he doing? And they replayed it because they had the video thing. And he goes, oh, that's hilarious. We got to come around and shoot that. <laughs> so, well, let's see what everyone was laughing at. I have a clip of it. Yay! Oh, you do? They're down the lane and far. section out of the film, or those sections out of the film, and I gave myself a standing ovation in my reel. <laughs> Which I was saying I think everyone should do, is give, yeah. give, them a sta give yourself a standing ovation. Promote yourself. <laughs> Which is amazing. Um, now, you also worked with director Joe Dante, and he used you over and over and over again in yeah. multiple films, which was great. So how many times have you been a waiter and a bellhop? I, I have that market pretty well covered. <laughs> and I, I don't know how many, but my gosh, much of what I've done is a delivery person or a bellhop or, or something like that. And so, and Joe Dante, he directed you in Gremlins 2. Yes. Which I, I also love this movie. Um, I love the first one, but the second one, I don't know, there's something about it that, and once I realized that you were at this scene, which I absolutely love, 
and I'm gonna show it to you, show it to you right now. Um, and then we're gonna talk about it right after. <clears throat> okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what if one of them eats something at 11 o'clock, but then he gets something stuck in his teeth? Yeah, like a caraway seed or a sesame seed. Whatever, right, right. And then yeah, after so. 12 o'clock, it comes out. Now, he didn't eat that after midnight. Yeah, that's Look, right. I didn't make the rules, okay? The rules. I don't believe this. Oh, wait a minute, what about this? What if they're eating in an airplane and they cross a time zone? I mean, it's always midnight somewhere. <laughs> like well that was interesting uh, um, I had to operate the puppet what? yeah so they had a, a jacket that had a fake arm on it which was holding if you look into scene it, there's my it looks like my arm holding on to the puppet and my my real right arm was up in the puppet so I had to attack myself oh. <laughs> and, we did the scene, and <laughs> and Joe cuts. He goes, "What's that noise?" And, and we're going, "What noise?" I don't know. Somebody, something growling, something. And we're all puzzled, and everybody's, in, including me. I'm going, I don't know, "What? What? Oh, oh, wait a minute." Was it? <laughs> he goes, yeah. I said, I'm sorry, that was me. I'm doing both parts. <laughs> he said, well, keep doing it. It sounds great. <laughs> okay. So you were a puppeteer and also did your own special effects. Uh, and uh, the voice the of, voice, the, of voice the gremlin. The yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Men of many talents right here. Many, many talents. Um, another favorite film of mine that you did with Joe Dante was Inner Space. Now, oh, yeah. this was one of your more kind of serious, dramatic yeah, roles. Thank God. You know, every <laughs> comic looks for a serious role. A serious role, role an action-type <clears throat> role, um, with Martin Short. Uh, what, uh, Meg Ryan was in it, Dennis Quaid. What was it like working with uh, Martin Short? Oh, he's great. I never saw him. Great. Uh, until the day we worked. I, actually, I was, was going to say, how did the scene work then? <laughs> the scene was great. No, Marty, Marty was great. And we talked about it uh, before the, we shot. So, but our, our time together was very brief. He was very busy. You know, he had the whole film. I just had this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's just talk about this. Well, let's watch this, which is impressive. Hi, uh, you Jack Potter? A uh, putter. Putter. This yours? Yeah, uh, yes. I'm uh, from uh, Cook Travel. Oh, so you want to sign in number 12 there? Okay. I think these are probably cruise tickets, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I need your phone? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Oh. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Shot your TV out, huh, man? <laughs> Just like Elvis. Uh. You know, you're a lucky guy going on a cruise. Taking your roommate? No, I don't have a roommate. Oh, I thought I heard you talking to someone. Don't well, trust him. He's not a messenger. Yeah, I made the drop. What do you know? Gut reaction. Get out. Get out right now. Piece of cake. Where are you going, man? Uh, grab it! Grab it! <laughs> 
piece for that scene. <laughs> protection. Prote you gotta protect. It's protection. It's, it's a good thing yeah. to do. Protection, yeah. What you have to do. Yeah. Now, Archie, you're also in one of the longest running running improv groups right now. Yes. Off the Wall. Yes. Which <laughs> currently just did a show on Sunday. Yeah, we had a great show on Sunday. I'm sorry you all weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> but next show. When's the next show? I don't know. Andy, when's the next show? November 5th. November 5th. Where's it going to be at? Fanatic Salon in Culver City. It's closer to my neck of the woods. There you go. So, everyone, <laughs> come check that out. Now, how, um, how did you get into that group? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, War Babies had split up. Um, Peter Riegert was in War Babies, and he went off and did a film, and I think Rennie and Karen got a series, and so the group kind of split ended its, its run. Uh, and I was homeless again. <laughs> and uh, um, I think it was Tom. Tom Tully. Tom Tully may have approached me about War Babies. I mean, uh, off the wall. And uh, I've been with them since, Andy, what, 1982? 81? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's been, been quite a long run. We're, we're a big, happy family. Yeah. That's good. That's what you. That's what you're supposed to have. Well, I say happy. We hate each other. Yeah. But <laughs> we it get sounds together. Sounds like a real family. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we showed up here, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's long sport. My mother's here. You guys are here. It's all fabulous. It's funny though. We, we rarely see each other unless we're doing a show, which I think is is good. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's the perfect balance of time. Yeah. Now, um, Archie, we've come to close to the end of our show. Okay. Now, at the end of my show, I like to kind of do a game that's called Six Degrees of John Candy. It's where we show the audience how, because everyone's connected to my dad in some way, uh, and we're going to show the audience how you are connected to my dad through Six Degrees. So oh. I'm going to start, because I think I, I've, got, I've got a good one. Um, so, Archie, you were in Brewster's Millions with John Candy, and there you have Six Degrees of John Candy. <laughs> That's more like no degrees, isn't it? Or one degree? That's one, not even okay. one degree. That's a that's zero. A, that's a zero degree. Okay. I, I, I can do better. Okay. Okay, you were in Inner Space with Martin Short. Martin Short was in SCTV with John Candy. There we go. Six degrees of John Candy. What is it? Two? Two. Two degrees? Two degrees. Okay. Is that right? Two? I can, I can, do, I can do better. I'm going to get a drink of water for this one because... Um, me too. Yeah. Because we're getting into higher math now. I know. Though. Hold on. Okay, Archie. You were in Meatballs 2 with Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens is known as Pee-wee Herman. Pee-wee Herman was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which was directed by Tim Burton. Tim Burton also directed Edward Scissorhands with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was also in that movie um, with Renona Ryder. Renona Ryder was in Heathers with Chris Christian Slater. Christian Slater was in a movie with Patricia Arquette called True Romance. 
Patricia Arquette was married, if you remember, to Nicolas Cage. Oh. Nicolas Cage was in a movie called Moonstruck with Cher. Cher won an Academy Award for that movie. Another person that won an Academy Award was Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson <laughs> was in the movie The Shining about a caretaker of a hotel. Now, another movie where people stayed at a hotel was Trains, Planes, and Automobiles, starring Steve Martin and John Candy, therefore giving us six degrees of John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> we made it there somehow, right? Yes. I, th I think that was 106 <laughs> degrees. But, <laughs> but it it's works. Fun. It does work. It so, works. Archie, I just want to say thank you so very much um, for coming out to the show and, and being a part of the show and getting to know you through doing the show and coming to my last show. And I, I greatly appreciate it. So, thank you so much. Aww. No, I should be doing that to you. So, everyone, thank you so much for coming out, and we will see you next time. Have a good night.